Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 526. Don't be afraid of electric vehicles. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Pat McHugh. Pat, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah, ready to go. All right, great to have you here. Pat McHugh is the automotive technology teacher for the North Shore Automotive Technology Program at Bothell High School in Bothell, Washington. Before that, he was an ASE and Ford Master Technician, and in 2012, he and his students converted a 2003 BMW 330i to an all-electric vehicle and presented the project at the WSU Imagine Tomorrow competition. This garnered the attention of an educational research foundation titled Foundry 10, and a new project blossomed where they built an all-electric dragster they named Shock and Awe. I like that name. That's cool. Foundry 10 was started in 2013 with the goal of gaining a better understanding of how people learn. And we're going to learn a little bit more about you, your students, what you're doing, and them as we move through the questions here. Pat, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, what you guys are doing with cars, and your passion for automobiles? Sure. Thanks, Mark. I've been an automotive instructor now for 14 years. It's my 14th year. Mm-hmm. I was always kind of that gearhead guy. Auto shop was my class when I was in high school. And out of high school, I got the opportunity. I started working at a dealership, just being a lot attendant, washing cars and doing that sort of thing. And my boss at the time asked me if I had plans to be a mechanic. And I said, of course, my brother, who actually also teaches automotive technology at Bellevue High School, at the time was a mechanic. And I thought, yeah, I could do that for sure. So he, uh, actually she, my boss, let me get into the very first Ford Asset class at Renton Votech. And I went through a two-year training program and became a Ford tech. I worked, like most mechanics, I worked around several dealerships in the area for quite a few years. And I thought about becoming a teacher after my son got to be in his early teens I was real active with my son and did a lot of things like scouts and coaching, soccer and baseball, t-ball, all that kind of stuff. And I just kind of felt that I liked working with kids. Yeah. Again, followed my brother who went into teaching auto mechanics, 
before I did and then saw it as a good opportunity and and I've been doing it ever since. Very cool. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about some of the unique things you're working on, especially with these electric vehicles as we move through the questions. But first, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life and has some meaning to you, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Pat, take the wheel. Well, that's a good question. And I was reading through the interview flow, and I was thinking to myself, man, what's a, what's a success quote for me? Really, I'd, I'd have to say, don't panic. You know, that actually comes from a book and, and a movie, and uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and it's just kind of a thing that I say a lot to kids, just don't panic. Slow and steady, and we, and I always preach here, I don't care how long it takes, I just want it perfect. So I don't know which way you would go with that quote, but uh, <laughs> I say that a lot too. But just don't panic. Kids get real worked up, and it's like, okay, well, you know, it's just a thing. We're going to fix it. It's broke. That's why it's here. We're just going to figure it out and fix it. So yeah. that's kind of my quote. Well, I love this. You know, I'm kind of chuckling here because I'm imagining a high school kid, and the teacher says, don't panic, but it's got to be perfect. So yeah. <laughs> you're kind of bouncing against two different concepts here, but I get it. I get it, and I see how you – uh Help your kids work through that. And of course, sometimes when kids and adults get a little upset when things don't go their way, yeah, you got to take a step back, take a breath. Don't panic. It can be fixed. We'll work it out. Just slow down, figure it out. and uh, No reason to get wound up. We'll, yeah, we'll exactly. But by golly, it better be right when it's done. So That's right. <laughs> I like don't that. Don't matter how long it takes. We'll make it right. We'll make it right. Make it perfect. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You talk about, it sounds like you had a brother that influenced you a lot as well. Let's go back to that pivotal moment in your life when you really realized that you were a car guy. Yeah, you know, I really do credit my brother for a lot of things in my life. He had a 69 Mustang, a real Mach 1 car. Oh, cool. When he was just out of high school, he's eight years older than me. So when he was just out of high school, he bought, saved up his money and bought a 69 Mustang and I remember him restoring that in our parents' garage, and I just wanted to help so bad. I wanted to do stuff on it. And the thing that – the vivid memory I have of working on the car was at one point he finally said, okay, I'll find something for you to do. Come down. So he put me on a creeper and pushed me under the car, and he said, these are the brake lines. Polish them. And he gave me some <laughs> cloth, and I just sat under that car for several days running back and forth and polishing these – brake lines until they were just shiny, shiny stainless steel again. And he was very impressed with the work I did. And that was a good, good memory. <laughs> Smart guy, your brother, but that's great. <laughs> At least he, you know, he gave you a task that you could manage. It wasn't going to hurt anything. And uh, kind of kept you out of his way for a while, I would assume. Probably so. so, yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. I like that. Neat car too, by the way. Yeah. So Pat, I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Let's talk about a big challenge or even better yet, a big failure that you've faced along the way in your career. Something that really set you back, really frustrated you. But the most important part of this is how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you so you could move forward? Well, I had a tough time coming up with this. I mean, everybody faces challenges and and I had a really tough time pinpointing something to talk about here. Mm -hmm. I remember once... Uh, I was working at Bellevue Lincoln Mercury, and I was young, just out of school. I was doing drivability at the time, so, I mean, it was probably like at least five years after school, and I was working on an older Ford Tempo that come in, or Mercury version of the Ford Tempo. Mm -hmm. Had a little 2.3 liter. We were sort of a higher-end dealership. It was a Lincoln Mercury dealership in Bellevue, and this little Tempo came in, 
I was trying to make it run, and it needed an idle speed control motor. So I took off the throttle body, and I started taking the idle speed control motor off, and I dropped a screw, and I didn't hear it hit the floor. <laughs> Uh-oh, into the black hole. Yeah, and I spent an hour putting my fingers in every greasy, oily crevice on this motor. I mean, this was just a kind of a POS, and it was leaked oil, and it was ran crappy, and it obviously wasn't very well-maintained, but... I looked, I looked, I looked for this thing. I put it up on a rack. I looked under. I looked everywhere, and I couldn't find the screw. So after a very significant amount of time, I decided I'm just going to go to my parts drawer and find a screw that'll fit. Mm-hmm. Put the car all back together, fired it up, and immediately heard, tink, tink, gunk, 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 gunk. Uh-oh. And it had fallen into the throttle body. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly where we we're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, as a fairly young employee, young mechanic, I was scared. Oh, yeah. But I went to my service manager, whose name was Virgil, and I can't remember his last name to, for the life of me, but passed away a few years ago. But really great guy, just a fantastic employer. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Virgil, I need to talk to you. I, I dropped a screw, and it and it went into this car, and I think it's in the in the piston or the or stuck in the head or something and now it's running rough can i come in after work and take this car apart and fix it and he goes oh no 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 you're you do drivability i need you doing drivability you know we'll get the heavy duty guys to do that and i was like well i can't pay you know can i i can't i can't afford to have someone do all this work for me he goes you don't have to pay and i was shocked and i was like well it's my fault you know i i need i i I assume I'll pay for this, you know, and he goes, oh, no, we have insurance. And I said, well, how about let me pay the insurance deductible? He goes, it's 500 bucks, and you just stepping up and coming to me and telling me man-to-man and not hiding it or not trying to disguise it. Or you right. know, He goes, you're worth 500 bucks to me. And, <laughs> nice. And it was such a aha moment on how to treat employees and now students that, you know, it, it fess up, yeah. Yeah, it just—it was just a great learning experience. So, yeah. you know, from from a challenge and from a scary situation came just a just a positive learning experience there. Yeah, what a great lesson to learn. That's the one thing that I've learned over the years and tried to teach people that have worked for me is uh, when you do something wrong, just step forward. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out a way to fix it, but don't try to hide it. Great lesson. Thank you, Virgil. That was very nice of him. What a nice guy. Yeah. Great boss to have. Well, let's shift gears. You talk a little bit about an aha. That was a bit of an aha. But let's talk about a, another career aha moment. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, a few years ago, we had the opportunity to expand our curriculum and do something in the alternative fuels arena. And our first instinct, actually, we talked about it as a class. Our first instinct was to do some biofuel stuff. Um, There's a few guys around that were doing it a few schools and you know it's got a lot of science in it it's a good thing to do mm-hmm. for a high school program so we gathered some money we got some grants and we were about to engage in this biofuel program and the fire department came in and they didn't like the idea of us having well what they called large quantities of biofuels which we were looking at like a 35 gallon biofuel still they call them stills or whatever mm-hmm. So they kind of said no. Well, they said we'd have to build a small building to the side and it had to be flame-proof and oh, spark-proof yeah. Yeah. and all this I've other been, stuff. I've been through that with a building I was involved yeah. with developing. Yeah, the rooms they make you make and the 
automatic door closures and oh yeah, yeah it's uh and every fixture has to be spark proof oh, and this and gosh, that so yeah. that just became uh, entirely too expensive we were pretty pretty much shut down on that we had worked actually for quite a few months trying to you know work towards that goal we had obviously building plans and drawings and specked out materials and equipment and stuff so we kind of scrapped that and then we said well how about electric cars how about we build an electric car and that's where the BMW came from okay so i am now a full on adopter of electric vehicles through the BMW project which we did a few years ago and we still have and we still drive around i took a few classes I joined the Seattle Electric Vehicle Association to meet people and prior to beginning the project to meet people and gain knowledge and information. And I learned about a class that was ha- that was being held at uh, South Seattle Community College. Mm-hmm. And I took that in the evenings and I met a bunch of guys and girls that women that are that are extremely into electric vehicles. I really hadn't ever explored electric vehicle technology before. The exciting thing, the aha moment for me out of all this was was just how efficient electric vehicles are. You know, gasoline cars, internal combustion motors, engines are are just in the 20% efficiency range, you know, 20 to 25% efficiency range. Mm-hmm. And electric vehicle motors are in the, you know, high 80s, low 90% efficiency. The real thing that in my opinion that's that's holding electric car cars back right now is just battery technology. The energy density of fuel is so much greater than the energy density of batteries that at some point, I'm not sure that they'll ever cross, but if you talk about the efficiency of gasoline versus the efficiency of batteries and then the energy density of both, batteries are going to start to come around. So my wife drives a Ford Focus Electric, and it's an all-electric vehicle. She drives it every day. We have a charging station at the house. I drive the BMW often. We drive it to keep the batteries cycling and keep it running and yeah. make sure it's all going well. I have two electric bicycles at home. <laughs> <laughs> wow, have, you have embraced it. Yeah, we have embraced it. And we have two electric bicycles that we converted here that we let the kids ride every once in a while. Yeah. And then, of course, now I've built an electric drag racer. So Yeah. Well, kind of full circle. This is very cool. We're going to learn a little bit about this drag racer. But you know what comes to mind? I had a guest on Cars Yeah here a while back, Chris Anthony. And I should connect you too because Chris has several companies that he's developed. He's very much into battery car vehicles. One is Aptera Motors where they manufacture electric vehicles. But another is Endless Energy, a sulfur sulfur graphene battery technology company that he's been developing. He also built the Epic Torque Roadster, which is a pretty cool car, all-electric high-speed car. I think I've got to get you two guys together. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. I'm sure you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you? Well, as a teacher, it's really about reflecting upon student achievement and mm-hmm. student goals. And I've had some great times with kids. We've had a lot of success. We've we compete in automotive competitions, and we've had some really great students go all the way to the national finals for Skills USA, which some of your Listeners might know as VICA from the old days. Okay. It used to be the Vocational Industrial Club of America. Now it's called Skills USA. It's the same club, but just renamed. I see. And we also have competed in the Ford AAA Student Auto Skills Competition, where a pair of kids try to diagnose bugs on a vehicle 
purposefully installed failures. Mm-hmm. And we've had several state champions, and I've even had a pair of students that I've gone to the nationals three times, and I've had a pair of students come in 11th nationally. Wow. And just missed second place by one bulb, mm. one bulb that was wrong. But they actually got the um, they got the second highest written test score in the nation that year. Very nice. Um, so those are all all great things. Yeah. Currently this year, I have a student. I am heavily involved in Skills USA. I'm a regional coordinator, and and it's a great student leadership organization where students can get the opportunity to take charge of different events and speak up and run things and learn business skills and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I've had several state officers over the years, over 14 years. But this year, I have a student, uh, Caleb Netterfield, who is our first national officer. And that's a huge thing for us, actually. And he's actually only the third national officer for Washington State in the last 15 years. Wow. So it's actually a pretty big deal. It's a great leadership organization. People should check it out. Very cool. Love it. We'll make sure we uh, put a link to that on your show notes page here at Cars. Yeah. Let's go back and have a little fun. What was your first, and I'll emphasize the word first, really special car? It doesn't have to be your first car, but the, the first one you got that was really, really special and maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Well, I remember in high school, it was actually a hand-me-down car. My uncle gave it to me. But I had a 66 Galaxy 500 four-door with a 352. So, I mean, it's just the worst car you can ever imagine. (laughs) But in high school, it was phenomenal Mm -hmm. because it had a lot of power, a lot of torque. Not a lot of power, but a lot of torque. And the back end was super light. Yeah. So (laughs) You'd spin uh, the tires. Spin the tires everywhere I wanted to go. And then, of course, and it was a four-door, so I could fit 14 people in it, um, which we did all the time. Yeah. But more special than that, really, when my son was 14... We went together and bought a 69 Mustang. And the Mustang that I referred to earlier, not my brother's, but the one that I have or we have, is truly my son's car. I bought it for him when he was 14, and we worked together on it and re- and restored it and, well, really resto-modded it. It's mm-hmm. not really restored, but he drove it his senior year of high school. So there are not a lot of perks to having a teacher for a parent, <laughs> yeah. really. But if your parent is an auto shop teacher, you better have a nice car. So yeah. I made sure he had a really nice car in high school. And it, and it still, it's um, it was a Northwest, when we had the Mustang show, the Northwest National show oh, here yeah. a uh-huh. few years ago. Yeah, I was there. Um, yeah, it won a, um, a gold medal in Modified. So it's a really oh, nice car. Wow, yeah. very, very cool. Love it. Great so, story. <laughs> yeah. I like that. How about Sellers Remorse? Is there one that got away that you wish you had back in your garage? Well, no, not really. The only this is more of a family seller's remorse than than a personal one. Mm-hmm. And actually, my brother probably is a little more bitter about this than I was because he was of driving age when it happened. Oh, my dad had a '63 Impala convertible, and it wasn't special or or you know restored or anything really nice. But my brother was like 16 or 17 when my dad sold that car. And uh, boy, that'd be a great family car to still have, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that one to go back to. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's happening today and the future. I'd love for you to share some more with our listeners about this electric dragster, the shock and awe. That would be great for you to share with us and what you guys are doing with that. Where's it going in the future? And also share a little bit about Foundry 10, how you've gotten involved with that. I was introduced to them by one of my past guests, Don Kitch, who's uh, 
racing instructor out, out there at Pacific Raceway. He also manages Team Seattle. I've had his last couple uh, race car drivers. They take their cars and race endurance races, of course. I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're doing right now that really has you excited and fired up. Great. I met Don just a few weeks ago, Foundry 10, and Don and his crew sponsored myself and four of our kids down to Laguna Seca, and we got to watch them race. Yeah, and Lisa tells me uh, I got you guys in at uh, Canapa Design, so you got to check out what they have to offer, Bruce Canapa's place. Oh, that was fantastic, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Just an amazing restoration shop. And actually, a little side story, at Canapa, the the thing that I freaked out the most on, to be very honest with you, Uh was the shelves of all the bolts in every bag with everything <laughs> labeled. I took so many pictures of those and I'm, I'm showing the kids the pictures of the cars and I'm like, okay, well, here's the, here's the, here's the tray of all the bolts for this car. And they're just yeah. like, I don't want to see the bolts, McHugh. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you need to learn that everything needs to be in its own little bag. It's you very know. important. Yeah. Bruce has been a guest here. I've known Bruce a long time, race vintage cars with them and Boy, his shop, uh, for those listeners out there, if you ever get to Scotts Valley, Santa Cruz area, you've got to go and see his place because everything is spit spot perfect. Talk about your original quote about doing things right. They do things beyond right at Canopy Design. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got to go there. Anyway, yeah, tell us you. about what's happening today. Uh, so Shock and Awe. Shock and Awe Racing, Facebook and Instagram. So we had finished the BMW that we call E3, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a name too. The Electric 3. <laughs> yeah, instead of uh, yeah, instead of M3, we actually cut apart a little M logo and cool. then 3D printed an E and put it in there. Very nice. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so we had finished the BMW and somebody from Foundry 10 just happened to be coming through and they saw the BMW and they're like, wow, this is a really cool project. And you know, I'd like to say that we build quality for especially for kids touching them, really, really quality products. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, this is really impressive. And I said, yeah, well, let's go for a ride. And I took them for a little spin. And of course, it's uh, DC powered. We have manual five-speed in that car still. And it's really torquey, so it's it's fun, and it scoots around corners and stuff. And I took them for a little spin, and they were pretty impressed. And they said, would you like to do another project? And I said, well, really, you know, you have to drive this kind of a car. You can't just let it sit. So having multiples of these is just doesn't make a lot of sense but let's talk to the kids about it let's see what what they think would be cool mm-hmm. and there was a couple of you know one kid wanted to do a diesel four by four truck you know a couple of those kids and there's some kids that were thought thought about doing an electric drift car because drifting is kind of all the rage right. uh, and uh, there's a few of us that were talking about a dragster and then electric dragster and so we kind of settled on that and you know foundry 10 is is really there to enable kids to do, to learn from uh, alternative projects. And they do all kinds of project-based stuff from art and video games and dance and all kinds of stuff. And now they're hooked up with a couple of auto shops and working with different projects. So we pitched the idea. And, and it was a very, very exciting process. We went to their headquarters and went into the boardroom and the kids all had it, you know, spelled out and we had narrowed it down to the drag racing. So we had basically a DC powered car. So it had a DC motor and an AC powered car. And the AC powered car was significantly more expensive and more challenging, but the kids were pretty excited about it. No one has really done it yet, except now us. And and that's really honestly 
if you're listening and you've done it, please contact me because yeah. I'd love to know who else has done it. Yeah. I don't know anyone that has. Yeah. So um, Foundry 10 thought that it was a really exciting idea and the kids were really excited about it. So they wanted to support us and they, they granted us some money to get started on it. And we've now built this car. Very cool. I love it. Love everything about it. Have you ever heard of a company down in San Diego called Z Electric Motors? No. I'm going to turn you on to them as well. I'm hoping to have them as a future guest. They build vintage Volkswagens like bugs and buses with their electric motor in them. Mm. I first saw their cars down at Laguna Seca and then at the La Jolla Concours uh, two years ago. And very, very interesting company. So I'll send you links to that as well. Anyway, that's a side note. Let's get back to Pat. Pat, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I'd probably be a newer diesel truck. Oh, uh, um, you, you tripped me up there. I thought yep. for sure you'd be like a Tesla or something like that. No, no, I do like Teslas. And actually, I put a down payment. I was 24th in line here in Seattle to uh, put a down payment on that new Model 3. Cool. So for my wife. So again, I have gasoline vehicles. I have a diesel truck. I have a newer one that has catalytic converters on it, so it doesn't pollute too bad. I am not above putting my carbon footprint in the sand. Mm -hmm. I just like to try to wash it away a little bit by doing some electric stuff on top of it. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, a diesel truck. I like them. I like the new ones because they're quiet yeah. and they don't pollute and they don't smell, but they can still do a lot of work and they're powerful. Well, Pat, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Pat, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? 
All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, there's that idea again. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Yeah. Love it. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Always strive for perfection knowing you'll never get it. <laughs> I like that one too. Yeah. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you think they would benefit from? If you're interested in electric vehicles at all, check out Seattle Electric Vehicle Association, SEVA.org, National Electric Association, NEA. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read recently that you think our listeners should crack open and read as well? Oh, boy. My son just picked up a book out of my off of my bookshelf and read it, which goes back to my don't panic. <laughs> you know, Love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, just probably my favorite book of all time. So. Ah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Fun, I like just it. Just fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you for that. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources at Pat's very own show notes page on carsyad.com. Just type Pat McHugh, M, little c, big C, U, E in the search bar, and that show notes page will pop right up. There's also a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where this book and all the past 525 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. It's a great resource. All right, Pat, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage... But money's no object. I'll buy you whatever car you'd like today. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? That's a super good question. <laughs> well, my favorite car, my favorite car of all time would probably need to be the 69 Mustang that my brother owned, just because it was so impactful for me when I was a kid. If I could, I'd own it. I wouldn't sell it, but I'd probably give it to my brother. Oh, that's nice. Now, was that the Mach 2? <laughs> Mach 1. Mach 1. Mach 1. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, the Mach 1. Well, that's really nice of you. That's awesome that you do that for your brother. I've had a couple other guests that have said, oh, I'd pick a car for my husband or my wife or my friend or someone that was special to them in their lives or their grandpa or grandma, something like that. So uh, very nice choice. I like that. What color would you like that Mustang to be? Just like he had it when he owned it, baby blue. Baby blue. There you yep. go. Love it. Well, Pat, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better and what you're doing. Very exciting project you're doing. Very commendable that you're you're helping kids learn about new innovative ways to power vehicles. Uh, we are certainly in a very dramatic dramatically changing time for automobiles right now. It's absolutely spectacular what's going on. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset to your brother's house to deliver that 69 Mustang Mach 1? <laughs> Don't be afraid of electric vehicles. They, I really firmly believe that, you know, we'll always have... I don't think we'll ever get to Red Barchetta, you know, if you remember the song from Rush back in the days where, yeah. <laughs> where gasoline cars are completely outlawed, yeah. but... Electric cars are coming along. I think they're going to beat hydrogen, and I think it's going to be the, the technology of the future. So, you know, I'm an early adopter, and I think I think everybody should look into them. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, some great things going on. I had, have a guest uh, who's been on the show who actually set the record for driving across the country in an electric vehicle. The fastest trip across the country with charging included. He and his wife did that drive, so... Uh, listeners will have to go back and check that out and you'll have to check it out as well but uh, very cool and what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing oh go to our facebook page so i have a i have a small page on our school website at Bothell high school in Bothell, washington mm -hmm. but um we're keeping up 
the exploits of Shock and Awe on our Facebook page, Shock and Awe Racing. If you just type it all in one word, it'll come up. Cool. And then we also have an Instagram. We're hoping to get the car. We took it to the track last week and ran an 11.4 at 130 miles an hour. Wow, cool. <laughs> and that was at 58% power. Oh, my gosh. So we had a little bit of a traction issue that we need to address, and we're working on that now. But we're hoping to get the car ready and go up to Mission for the big Northwest Regional meet at the end of the, at the beginning of next month. Oh, cool. And so check us out there. Very cool, very cool. And also, I'd encourage our listeners to also check out what Foundry 10 is doing. I'll make sure that all these websites are listed on Pat's show notes page at carsyeah.com. All right, Pat, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing all your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. It's been great fun. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.